0: We've been talking about boys volleyball at the high school level for a long time. We have great news to share with you. You've probably heard the news, but John will get into intricate detail on how this happened and what it means. This is Preps Day with John Malay. He is the uh, prep and activity sports and activity guru from mshsl.org. You can find his writing there. You can listen to him here at talknorth.com. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like at our network. Or subscribe to your favorite podcast app it is free it's the easiest way to listen thanks to our sponsors our longtime sponsor pizza barn in princeton jody stays great operation propane propane.com all energy solar and we're coming to you from the aquarius home services studio if you'd like to advertise with prep stay with john millay and reach a statewide dedicated audience. You can reach our sales executive Karen Cleary, K C L E A R Y at talknorth.com, our producer Brandon Morton, and let's get to it. Boys volleyball approved. I think that's a really cool thing.
1: Yeah, Jim, this week uh that that's what happened. That was the big news. I was on vacation last week. I was out in northern California with my grandkids. You know, Good when big. you hang out with to- when you hang out with toddlers, you're going to catch whatever they picked up oh, at yeah daycare, so I've got the I'm kind of in my Barry White mode here, which isn't maybe all bad. But uh, yeah, I, I, can't, I flew. We flew home late Monday night and then right away Tuesday morning, uh, the representative assembly of the high school league met. The easiest way to explain that is it's the legis- legislative body of the high school league. If any bylaws are going to change. And those are the biggest things that that are used to, to operate everything the high school league does. If there's any changes to bylaws or new bylaws, the rep assembly has to approve it. There's 48 people. They come from all over the state. Uh, three, three quarters of them must vote yes to approve anything. That's 32 votes and the boys volleyball, uh, motion received 39 votes. So it really wasn't close. This was the third time through, uh, a year ago, Boys volleyball failed to gain the approval of the assembly by, I think, one vote, maybe two. And this time it went through pretty easily. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's the right thing to do. There's tons of boys are playing volleyball. Tons of those boys are not involved in any other sport. You know, and there, there were concerns during the meeting. There's a lot of discussions about, well, the one thing we don't know, the big question mark, is when will this sport be played? It's assumed either the fall or the spring. And girls volleyball is in the fall. It could be, we could have boys in the fall. We could have boys in the spring. There's a, a committee that's formed that's going to look into that. Uh, that shouldn't take too much long. longer before that's decided. If it's a spring sport, there were concerns that, you know, with spring weather nasty so much and, and you're, you're, Long-standing spring teams need to ex- need to work out indoors. That's a big crunch on your indoor gym space. If you've got a, a boys volleyball team in there too. Um, but I think, I think everyone realized the benefits outweigh those kinds of things. So it'll be a couple of years. This will not be an official fully sh- fully sanctioned, sanctioned MSHSL sport until the 2024, 25 school year. It's been a club sport for, I think five or six years. Uh, it's, it's a big step. Um, it's uh, it's still questions, questions to be, uh, answered. And, you know, I've been through this a long time. I remember when lacrosse was approved years ago, Mm -hmm. I don't remember any of these things coming, coming to the assembly, coming, getting this far in the process without knowing what season are we talking about? And I also remember when lacrosse was, was coming down the pike, some track coaches I talked to were very worried it was going to take some athletes, I assume that happened to some extent, but it's certainly not a big thing. And and if you put it in the fall, there's probably going to be some kids who are already in a fall sport, will now play volleyball. Spring, same thing. I, I think that's a wash. Um, some people have tried to get creative here. I've got, I've got a couple of tweets from people saying, move golf to the fall. That's a pretty constant. When the weather's bad in the spring, there's a pretty big outcry yep. to move golf to the fall. I think they're the chance you're risking there is do you want the the worst weather of the season to come during section state tournaments? Mm -hmm. If you do it in the fall, there's that possibility the way it's now in the spring. Once you get past the bad spring weather, you get rolling and everything's great. So, but you know, that was one possibility. Somebody suggested move golf to the fall and throw in boys volleyball in the spring. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but it was a big step. It was a big stage in uh, the boys volleyball backers who've been at this for a long time, uh, are very happy as they should be. They did a good job with this. They, they hung in there and, uh, finally got this done. So congrats to all the boys, volleyball people.
0: And John, you know, you understand how all this works. We're both married to educators. Uh, you talk, you've talked about the fact that outstate, you know, limited resources, long bus rides for varsity. There are all kinds of logical, understandable, uh, points to make against adding another sport I get all of it. I still think baseline is this gives kids another chance to play a sport, another chance yeah. to be involved, another chance to win a letter jacket, to have a full high school experience. I I understand the difficulties. I still think it's a great thing. Right,
1: and and like lacrosse, this is largely a metro sport. Boys volleyball. I don't think the small schools are are by and large going to ha- offer boys volleyball because you got to have enough. You got to have enough athletes. And the point also has been made throughout this process that a pretty large percentage of these kids are minority kids. You know, the Hmong community hmm. in the Twin Cities. This is their like a national sport. Right. They they their families. They, there's tradition here, and and so there'll be a lot of kids who. Finally, we'll be able to compete for MSHSL medals and trophies, and and get get some attention. And and yeah, I think it's I think it's really going to be foot good. Now it's just now that we know it's going to happen. There's all these uh, t's that need to be crossed and i's dotted, and, and figure out uh, when this is going to be done, and and start uh, going from there. You know, there'll be a, there'll be section tournaments. There'll be a state tournament. We don't know. The process. We don't know the sites, and that's that's kind of why this is held off now for a couple years till till the high school league officially takes over this new sport.
0: Good. All right. Well, great news, and thanks for the details on that. Let's get to the pride of St. Francis.
1: Yeah, ten years ago, there was a a tremendous uh, track and field athlete who graduated from St. Francis High School, Maggie Ewan. She's been out of high school for for a decade, and the state records she set in the girls' discus and shot put, they still stand, and they really haven't been seriously threatened. And Maggie is now a professional track and field athlete. She's sponsored by Nike. She's She almost got to the Olympics the last time. Um, she's been in the world championships. She travels around the world competing. I went down to Des Moines to the Drake Relays a couple of weeks ago to catch up with her, and I've done that. A couple times, couple different times down there, I tell her I'm kind of her hometown media coming to see her throw. Um, she's a great young lady. She's 28 years old. Um, so for the Olympic trials in 2020, the top three Americans in each event go to the Olympics. She finished fourth by I think less than two inches in the mm. shot put. So the next Olympics, the Summer Olympics in Paris, 2024, she'll uh, she should have a good chance there. Uh, she's really an interesting person, a great, a great young athlete. A treat for me to interview, and you can read about her at John's Journal at mshsl.org.
0: Excellent. We are going to get to some congratulations. We're going to thank a ref, which we always try to do. We're going to talk about John's most valuable teammate for the moment. Tell us about Jody Stay in Pizza Barn.
1: Yeah, great things going on um, up at the Pizza Barn in Princeton. I'm going to start with the the May Pizza of the Month. Yes, it is May. It's You know, my wife and I get back from a week in Northern California. When we left, there were no leaves on the trees here. The grass hadn't grown much. Boy, that changed in in the eight days we were gone. So it is May. The May pizza of the month at the Pizza Barn is, I think it's a brand new item called the Sweet Heat Pizza. They use a product called Habanero Bacon Jam. It's made in Florida. It's a Terrapin Ridge Farms product that Jody has a connection with those folks. Uh, she said it can be used with cream cheese as an appetizer or on a charcuterie board, which the pizza Barn does, or a condiment on a sandwich or a burger or what do you know, a pizza. They use it for a pizza base. It's called Sweet Heat because uh, this habanero bacon jam has a sweet flavor followed by a spicy kick. It includes some red onion, burnt in beef brisket, and a blend of cheddar and mozzarella on that pizza. All this on top of the Pizza Barn's famous homemade crust, available throughout the month of May, the Sweet Heat Pizza for dine in takeout, take take-and-baker delivery, and the food truck season has arrived, and the two food trucks from the Pizza Barn are moving. One of them was at the Minnesota State Capitol this week on Tuesday, serving that great pizza that the Pizza Barn's famous for, and through the rest of this week, we're talking here on Wednesday, uh, a food truck will be at Princeton Primary School, as well as Zimmerman Softball Youth Night on Thursday this week at Hassan Elementary in and Rogers and, and the Lift Bridge Brewery in Stillwater on Friday and then back at the Lift Bridge Brewery on Saturday. So check out those food trucks. They have great, great things. And as always, our big thanks to Jody Stay and everybody at the Pizza Barn in Princeton for being a part of our podcast.
0: Yes, thank you, Jody. I also want to let you know that uh, there's a lot to worry about when running a business. Your utility bill shouldn't be at the top of that list. Solar energy cuts down on unpredictable Unpredictable utility costs making your job just a little easier. Find out more about how your business can go solar at slash learn uh, Just a reminder that All Energy Solar is ready to take on any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. More about going solar at slash coach uh, Speaking of energy, a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree that we need reliable and affordable energy every minute or every day. A de- diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane, and requires no additional infrastructure investments minnesota needs to use all of our low carbon alternatives including propane to safely provide energy reliability resiliency and affordability propane the right energy right now find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com now let us say congratulations john
1: yeah jim we got a lot of congratulations in order here um state speech tournament was held a couple weeks ago at Eastview High School. The team champions were Mounds Park Academy in Class A and Moorhead in Class 2A. The Moorhead Spuds, that's a dynasty in speech. They they won the AA uh, team championship for the seventh year in a row. And among the individuals participating at speech, a young man named Caden Razik of Staples Motley became only the third person in history to earn five medals. That's phenomenal. Wow. Uh, Congrats to the Alliance of Dassel, Cocado, Rokori and Fairmont for winning top honors at the state robotics tournament uh, over the weekend at Williams arena. Congrats to new Richland, Heartland, Ellendale, Geneva softball coach, Wendy Schultz. She recorded her 300th career win. That is a lot of softball wins. Down at Randolph, baseball coach, Chris Stanton. He reached the 250 career win plateau. Congrats to Chris, and this is, this is, this is, we're going to congratulate some new lights. Uh, during a recent home track meetup at Wadena Deer Creek, they tested some brand new lights at their stadium. They were great. Everybody loved it. Way to go Wadena Deer Creek. And congratulations in advance to all the participants who will be taking part in the Adapted Bowling State Tournament. This will be Friday this week at Bolero in Brooklyn Park. It's a great event. I will be there. I never miss it. It's one of my favorite things and uh, that's going to be a blast.
0: That all sounds great. Let us uh, now thank a ref.
1: Yeah, actually, in this category, we're, I, there's a twist this week. We're going to thank the Minnesota Vikings. They partnered with the high school all league right. and hosted a clinic for for new high school football officials last Saturday at TCO Performance Center. More than 60 people were there to learn about officiating. The Vikings had prizes, and it just was a big hit. Everyone had a great time, really valuable few hours there to learning about officiating high school football. So thank you, Vikings, for that.
0: Excellent. The Vikings, you know, um, part of my job is being critical of local home team, you know, local teams uh, when, when I think that is... Re- I guess required of me or appropriate, but, uh, I really love what the Vikings have done with their new spaces, the new facilities out there. They do a lot of stuff in the community. They provide a TCO stadium for the Aurora, which has been fantastic for them. Fantastic for the community. They do get their athletes out, their people out doing good works like this. So, you know, congratulations to them. They've, they've done a lot of good stuff, uh, recently.
1: Yeah, and they host a couple, at least a couple of high school football games every fall. Yep. I I usually go out for those. It's a great experience for everybody involved. And they do they do so
0: much. No doubt. All right, let's get to our most valuable teammate. Yeah,
1: Joe Voigt is the most valuable teammate this week. Joe is from Minneota High School. He's involved in many things, including baseball and robotics. Joe is one of his school's most beloved students. He's also active in choir, theater, speech, knowledgeable. He's part of the school spirit team, inspires a fun. An exciting atmosphere at all events, even serving as the school mascot. He puts on the Viking uniform, and everybody knows it's Joe in there. Uh, Students of all ages cheer for him when he he leads the school. Skull chant with the bass drum. Congrats to Joe Voigt of Minneota for being a most valuable teammate.
0: Great stuff, as always, John. Great to hear the volleyball news. Thanks for bringing us other stuff from around the state. Uh, We'll be back next week with more from John. Again, check out his writing at the John's Journal at MSHSL and uh, continue to tune in here. And uh, check out other stuff at the network. We have John Krasinski on the Wolves. We have the Viking Update Show, Jeff Diamond on the Vikings. Great chin music show with uh, Lavelle and Roy, by the way. This Friday, 5.30 at the Loon Cafe before the Cubs game. We're doing uh, the live chin music show, 5.30 to 6.30. We'll give away a cool Twins prize or two during that show. We'll take live questions, show up for that. And just go to TalkNorth.com, check out all the shows. We do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon.